Hello and good evening. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob and we are the folks who can help you find the method of the madness. Reason and the unreasonable make sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Could be better after that kerfuffle. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> <off. laughs> Fucking copyright laws. <laughs> It was coming through like quietly for the or like on and off quietly for the second half of the the bit. I don't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, that the technical difficulties that we just had to play one minute of a shitty REM song just because it's about our topic tonight was probably not worth it. <laughs> being honest. <laughs> but before we get into that topic, Aaron, we have a voicemail line if people want to call in. Uh, it suggests topics, conspiracies for us to investigate. Tell us that we missed an important detail or uh, any for any other reason. Aaron, what is that? The number is one 866 That's 1-833-666-0911. Love it. Okay. Do we have a voicemail tonight? We do have a voicemail tonight, but let's do it at the end like a regular professional podcast because that's what we always do. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a it's a it's a professional episode tonight. Okay, we, we oh, changed okay, it up great. again a, while you were gone. I, I need Josh. to readjust. No, that's how we've always done it. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. About it. I mean, we have the professional episodes and we have the other episodes. So speaking of professional the tone, I guess we got a real professional organization <laughs> yeah. on our hands. We're talking about tonight the old CIA and the lives they lead. <laughs> and the people they are, the humans that they happen to be. <laughs> Dude, we this present CIA this putting out humans of CIA as like uh, what is a PR move is insane. I I love listening. We're gonna tonight. We're gonna listen to how the CIA wants you to per, uh, see them as, and then how everyone actually sees them because of the reality <laughs> of that horrifying organization. <laughs> yeah, what what's the like whole response to this PR movement even been? Because anyone I've talked to has just been like, "Oh, this is stupid garbage. Uh, why are they trying to depict themselves in this weird intersectional identity politics light uh, and have this whole sympathetic personality to these individuals when we know they're doing this horrible shit behind the scenes all the time? Like, it's it's not doing any, uh, not doing them any favors." Well, Josh, uh, the ratio on this video is 300 <laughs> thumbs up to 4.2 thousand thumbs down. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that. I just saw the comments were off. Yeah, 1 to 14, like Wait, to really? dislike. Are, are there just a lot of, like, homophobic people uh, watching CIA YouTube? I don't think that's a, uh, 100% it. It might have something to do with the actual organization itself as well. No, I don't think it has anything to do with the actual record of the CIA. It definitely is homophobia and... Uh, racism that that has so to this be is it. America. This yeah, this is Donald Trump's America. <laughs> yeah, it's that's when they came out with the video during Donald Trump's America. Oh no, they didn't. It, this one's brand new. Oh my god, this is insane. Okay, every every like to dislike ratio that's not in their favor is Trump's America. <laughs> Would you like to play us one of the he beautiful humans of CIA that they're trying to prevent present to us? I thought you'd never ask. I wanted to be a librarian the first time I set foot in a library. Oh I was always a little different, even at that age, and libraries offered a safe, quiet space where I could find tens of thousands of escapes into worlds of fantasy, mystery, 
and intrigue. After fin- Hold on, pause. <laughs> How much money do you think that this guy is like a serious Harry Potter fan? Like, <laughs> at his current say, age. Like- I honestly am starting to believe this. Like, this is just how people are now. Like, yeah, yeah. The extensiveness of his Funko Pop collection is probably huge. (laughs) Yeah, that that is the measure of one's um, uh, infantile nature, I guess. Like, how much how many Funko Pops they have, how into um, Hogwarts and Harry Potter they're into and also Star Wars. So wait. So instead of what house are you? It's do you have a Hermione or a Luna Funko Pop? Is that is that the new question now? <laughs> or or both? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both of you're a true fan. Or yeah, or, but yeah, yeah. That's you why I'm not love... afraid of these. Like I'm not afraid of government organizations or any of these people threatening people. Like our we have friends that are just like we gotta kill everybody. It's like they're going to just hire themselves for these weird. Like they're literally going to hire based on your Funko Pop collection, and like. <laughs> They're not going to be capable of doing anything. Like, this guy is not capable of doing anything in the world. You can already tell. But let's keep, let's hear this guy's story. He's one of the humans of CIA. Finishing college, I entered the workforce as a middle school librarian, where I was able to bring that dream full circle and match my students with the perfect books. Now, I get to experience that same type of fulfillment in a very different way here at CIA. I love my job because I have no idea what type of research question is coming through the door next. It might be as simple as an HR officer needing to clarify a law, or as complex as an analyst needing to help identify something they saw in a video still. There's something incredibly rewarding about knowing you are having a very real impact of potentially global proportions. One comment on As an this agency librarian. Yeah, go ahead. What kind of man has a septum piercing, by the way? And the man carries a Kingdom Heart fucking key on his necklace. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he's not, he definitely didn't pass any fan of physical. Like, he's fat no, as he's, shit. He's just a librarian. He's like staff that they have in, in building that happened to pass like the lowest security check just to be able to work in the building. Just like the same security check that like janitors and shit have to, have to go through. To be able to work inside of that, inside of Langley. Basically. Also, these still these still frames of him just are like these slow mo videos of him just like wandering through a library. Like I'm at home with all of my books. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It it's very like people. I don't, I don't get what's with the slow mo. Every single clip is slowed down. It's supposed to be dramatic because he's opening up right now about how hard and the hardships of his life and how he was oppressed and everything. You, you'll learn. Hey, right? we haven't got there yet, Bob. Don't yeah, spoil it. It tricks you. It tricks you into an emotional appeal. Was really, this the one it just tricks your brain. Aaron? Our brains are that dumb. Yeah. Is this the one that you saw, Aaron? Or was this it is the only one, one I saw? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, perfect. okay. Go on. Yeah. As an agency librarian, I work to ensure that our collection and services are matched up with what CIA needs. Not only am I involved in the acquisitions of journals, books, and countless electronic resources, I'm also encouraged to curate special collections that challenge expectation. Recently, I brought in our intelligence gaming collection to give officers unique opportunities to practice skills they need in their various roles. Oh, come on. Like they're just playing board games. Yeah, like that's what's pandemic just, to uh, practice the skills you need for the CIA agent 
It's coloring time, guys. Crack up the board games. <laughs> Get risk yeah, out. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Is this supposed to be like one of those uh, big tech company campus environments where it's like, oh, we have the foosball table over here and the, the PlayStation 5 over here. And you can uh, you can hang out and live at work. But it's the, like the, the depressing government version of that. You know what's serious? Yes, the short answer is though? yes. Hold on, Aaron. There's, the short answer is yes. I have a clip. There was an interview by the New York Times journalist and they were interviewing a director of the CIA. Apparently there's like five of them. And... She was going on about like their hiring practices. They're like, well, you need the, the best and brightest people in oh, the industry. Yeah. Uh, how do you how do you keep them from going over to Silicon Valley or going into like a high paying job? Because working for the CIA is not like you're not going to yeah. make millions of dollars working for the CIA. Obviously, it's, it's just a government job. Federal salary bans. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, and they were like, well, like we don't keep any hard feelings. Like if you want to go over to like Google for a little bit. Or to like Amazon for a little bit, make some money, and then you're always welcome back. <laughs> like this is this is the gambit so that they run. Like, man. <laughs> uh, this, well, we'll get we'll probably get to that clip later. But yeah. it sounds like uh, that the idea is to you know get the idea of the mission and the the mission statement of the CIA and get people to you know drink the Kool Aid and get on board with that and kind of promulgate that out in the world or something like that. But, I, I really uh, like the we, we choice that though that they have in this video of like what's in the back. It's a, uh, there's a game called horrified, which that would practice it. I guess that would be practice for working for the CIA. Um, then there's code names. Cause it's all about code breaking. And then there's oh, it's just like when I visited the spy museum, one of my favorites is he said, this is going to prepare them for their job and help them develop skills for their job. One of them's called Ray guns and rocket ships. What making up fake sci-fi for people to read on the internet so that uh, they uh, think that all their you, space Aaron. programs are Area real? Fifty one. Yeah, exactly. This is so stupid. I hate I, it I already love, so much. There's also the Bomb Squad Academy video game, and then there's the Resistance game too. Off to the side. <laughs> Oh god, the resistance. <laughs> that's that's where they got it. That's where they got the slogan against Trump. Wait, there's Watergate the board game. Wait, wait where's that? <laughs> like next to Bomb Squad Academy. Oh my that's god. Like half covered up. Oh, there is Watergate, Wa- Watergate the, board, the game. board game. What what how does that work? We have to buy it's this. It's like the ultimate spy board. Yes. Next live it's, show. <laughs> it teaches you how to do yes. Watergate properly and not get fucking caught in a media blitz. <laughs> Yeah, how to not get uh, caught on this up. on a recording saying that you you're okay with potentially you know obfuscating an investigation. <laughs> All right, let's finish this idiot up, and then I would get <sighs> to talk about the real history of the CIA roles. Instead of sitting for hours in front of a computer-based training, they can play a carefully selected game Planet to train a specific game. set of skills while simultaneously building on the myriad soft skills essential to intelligence work. My favorite thing about CIA is that they encourage the -the out-of-the-box ideas that drive real progress. Growing up gay in a small southern town, I was lucky to have a wonderful and accepting family. I always struggled with the idea that I might not be able to... I'm sorry, real quick. You see the title of his book? Super Better? (laughs) (laughs) That's... What? I don't know what this book is. I I just added Watergate board games by cart let me yeah, yeah. Let me look this up. he's learning how to be super uh, better super, by some bitch named Jane. super better uh subtitled the power of living gamefully oh god oh this asshole gamer, guys 
I work for the CIA and I read self-help books. Jesus Christ, we're doomed. Like, this is the fall of Rome right here. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> your, your, your ability to control your attention, your power to turn anyone into a potential ally, and your natural capacity to motivate yourself and supercharge your heroic qualities. Oh, God. That's, that's what the book's about, I guess. Are you excited? Do you want to buy it? Is it going to improve your life? As long as it's going to hire a life coach. Are you going to eat, pray, love a journey of self-discovery? That was. <laughs> as long as it doesn't turn me into doesn't a turn sodomite, you into like sodomite Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. All right. It literally just, uh, for me, it's like Book of Enoch, Art of War, the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going as hard, hardcore old school as I can. Dude, the OK Homo Library is so much cooler than the CIA Library. That's what I'm learning <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a kick ass fucking library. <laughs> Dude, yes. That I might not be able to discuss my personal life at work. Imagine my surprise when I was taking my oath at CIA and I noticed a rainbow on then-director Brennan's lanyard, which I later learned was designed by Angle, one of the many employee resource groups here at the agency. I remember being stunned. Since then, however, I've learned that far beyond the resource groups, inclusion is a core value here. Officers from the top down work hard to ensure that every single person, whatever their gender, gender identity, race, disability, or sexual orientation can bring their entire self to work every day. Well, I'm a lot less scared of the CIA now. A uh, bunch of genderless disabled people that are <laughs> feel super accepted are going to come Whoa. kick in my door now. You haven't even gotten to the disabled part yet. He wasn't one of the, the, the disabled agents. Don't even worry about it, dude. <laughs> I didn't even know that there were disabled agents. I can't wait. <laughs> But, That'll be the next one. I'm so excited. <laughs> Would you like to learn about don't, the CIA? Don't, 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 no, it'll be they'll, they'll frame the uh, like dyslexia as being the disability, but then there'll be something else major, like so much more, so much worse that they just breeze over, breeze past. Well, I'm here to teach you about the CIA. Now that you've learned from one of their members what a lovely yeah, accepting yeah. group okay. this is, they were uh, formed in 1947 by Harry Truman. Uh, one of their first operations in the late 40s was Operation Mockingbird. Uh, do you guys know what Operation Mockingbird is? A I don't bit. know. Just a little, yeah. yeah. That's where the CIA begins recruiting American news organizations and journalists to become spies and dis disseminators of propaganda. The <laughs> It's headed who, by... Who are, they, who are they spying on? Oh, no. They're not spying on anybody. They're taking over and they're recruiting news organizations and journalists to be put on a government payroll under the table and start del delivering American propaganda to the public. So what I'm, what I'm hearing is, it, is that if it weren't for the generous, um, you know, generous contracts from the government, that print media might have been dead 70 years ago. And uh, thank God, thank God we still have print media. That's just another sin of journalism. the government. Real That's just another journalism. sin of the government. Thank you very much, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so Operation Mockingbird was headed by a few people uh, named Frank Weisner, Alan Dulles, Richard Helms, and Philip Graham. Uh, Graham How many of them were gay and or disabed? All of them. 100%. So Graham, <laughs> he was the publisher of the Washington Post. Uh, and the Washington Post is an immediate CIA asset from there on. Uh, eventually, from their own admission, uh, the CIA's media assets will include had included ABC, NBC, CBS, 
Time, Newsweek, The Associated Press, United Press International, Reuters, Hearst, Newpa- Hearst Newspapers, Scripps Howard, Copley News Service, and more. They said they had, they claim to have control of 25 organizations and over 400 journalists that were CIA assets. Well, wait, 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 hold on. Are any of those news agencies, are they still open and operating currently today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of Associated Press? Well, <laughs> but, but Aaron, when, when you talk about, you know, NBC, ABC, CBS, thank God that Disney and the telecommunication companies Comcast and Viacom came in to buy them out of the hands of the CIA to restore the integrity of independent journalism. Yeah, thank God for Walt Disney, who is best friends with <laughs> Werner Von Braun, the guy that started NASA. You, you get to the top of this club and it's like, it's seriously like 25 people that just control everything. It's insane. Disney was one of them. He's crazy we're doing a whole okay episode on okay Disney how about point. we so we still have cbs and nbc under viacom and uh comcast so like we still have real reporting there that's not uh, tainted by the influence of the cia right well the cia claims that they already they, the nbc cbs and abc were all uh cia assets and since all the news that you watch pretty much does the exact same thing at all times i'm gonna say that 99 percent of the news is controlled by the american government uh, through Operation Mockingbird, which of course they, I'm sure they just stopped and handed it over eventually. Yeah, th- I'm, there is documented evidence where that program ended and they stopped funding it and they stopped doing that, right? There's oh, so- totally. There has and to be then somewhere. everyone just kept, just kept lock sync with the exact same news. Yeah, for yeah, Josh, Josh, pull up that Wikipedia. There has to be evidence suggesting that they stopped manipulating our media, right? Somewhere. <laughs> 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 they would have divulged that information, right? <laughs> oh, dude, some of these, like, uh, some of these newspapers, like Hearst, the Hearst Communications, I looked up to see what they owned. They, like, they own the San Francisco Chronicle, the every news, every local newspaper in Connecticut, uh, the Telegraph in Alton, Illinois. I, you know, it's just they have like thirty local newspapers. Then here's here's magazines that they own, by the way. Auto Week, Bicycling Magazine, Billboard. Like the CIA <laughs> is in direct control of a company. The company that owns these is a CIA asset. Dr. Oz, The Good Life. Literally what? a CIA. Yes. Dr. Oz? <laughs> yes. Oh, the Oprah it's... Magazine. What? <laughs> Women's a... Health. No, wait, no, wait a minute. Over is a spook. Is this why women are dying? Town and Country, 17. Esquire, the Food Network magazine, Good Housekeeping, The Hollywood Reporter, HGTV magazine. Every fucking magazine you see in the grocery store when you're leaving is owned by this fucking company that was a direct CIA asset. Are you mean the CIA is influencing me on like my house purchasing uh, opinions and what I should renovate in my house and shit like that? They own HGTV. Yes, every aspect of your personality that's ever been to every single aspect of your personality and any even to down to the things that you like and the products that you buy have been taken over by a select group of like real shady individuals and it's been 
helped propagated by the CIA. Yes. <laughs> okay, hear me out. If you don't have a personality, then it can't be taken over. I just found the one true fa- path to freedom. Perfect. There you go. That's the way to do it. I think we discussed NPC this earlier. Culture, that's where it's at. We discussed this earlier, Josh. Their personalities are Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no. We should we get back to another yeah. human of CIA to find out what what yeah. their person what their personalities are like and who these uh, what their values they're trying to impress upon the rest of us. Well, wait, wait, hold on. In in fifty three, they oh, oh, excuse me. In nineteen fifty three, they added they did a new program. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but uh, it was Operation MK Ultra. Um, go, go on, give a, sort a of brief familiar. synopsis. Well. As all really good operations that are very inclusive, it was inspired by North Korea um, because of their brainwashing programs that they had in North Korea. And they were like so inspired well, this before North Korea was bad, right? No, this is right after the Korean War. Okay, or fine. during. <laughs> because so of how, optimistic. how awesome North Korea's brainwashing <laughs> program was, the CIA began experiments on mind control. Uh the part that they tell you about, and probably the most notorious part, is how they were giving LSD and other drugs to American subjects without their knowledge or against their will, causing several to make, oh, commit suicide. Okay. Yeah. However, the operation involves far more than this. Funded in part, by the way, this this is true, this was funded in part by the Rockefeller and Ford uh, Foundations. Uh, the research includes... Uh, Propaganda, brainwashing, public relations, <laughs> advertising. Well, where else are they get the, the pharmacology product from? Oh, yeah. Than the phar- people who own the pharmacists. Like. <laughs> Hypnosis and other forms of suggestion. This basically became a giant, like, how to control the mass mind. It went from controlling one person to do things to controlling populations to do things. And they never stopped, by the way. But but fortunately, it didn't work because America, the American pop population is so strong-willed and freedom-oriented, right? Exactly. We, we went straight into kind of the, the, the anti-war, anti-CIA hippie movement of the late 60s and the 70s, yeah? Yeah, you couldn't get anybody to, like, I don't know, put, have everybody mask up for a year and a half. You couldn't do something like that to America now because they ended on MK. Well, Ultra. that was my personal choice. Yeah. That was your personal choice and Bob's personal choice. How dare For safety. You. How dare you? <laughs> so, so far, sounds like a very inclusive, very woke organization to me. Let's hear from their next uh, employee at Humans of CIA. Hey, they're, they're not employee. The next family member in the CIA uh, organization. Yeah. I don't have the typical answer on why I joined CIA. Admittedly, it wasn't a childhood dream of mine, nor does my college degree align with security. But I was lucky enough to stumble across a security administrator position, which eventually led me to an opportunity as a polygraph examiner within CIA's Office of Security. I'm now part of the director's protective staff, which provides armed security to so, principals uh, under both CIA uh, and the polygraph examiner because of the high level of uh, integrity and accuracy that polygraphs are known for. So <laughs> yes, my understanding is this so woman, <laughs> she's effectively the 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 polygraph um, test for determining whether or not someone is telling the truth is effectively her sitting there with her deck of tarot cards saying, uh, this is the fool card and I'm the fool for believing you. No, dude, she is literally, she specializes in an, an interrogation technique. That's all the polygraph is, is an interrogation technique to like, like, shake you up and to to rattle you to like to give the impression that they might know that you're potentially lying and so like they use that in as like a mechanism they can't use it in the court of law that's that's why josh said what he said it's not 
It's not scientific. The polygraph just says like random shit. It just picks up random measurements off of your body. And to, like to to declare that it, it's it's useful in any way is a not scientific. B it's not even practical or makes common sense at all. Like it just doesn't. It's it's really widely used. Like sit still. As in like if you get a top secret clearance, you need to, need to take a polygraph test. Yeah, but it's it's literally they're interrogating you to rattle you. That yeah, that is one of yeah. the things that gives the of impression course. where it's like holy fuck they could find out if i'm just lying to them and so it it, it gives it's kind of like that veil it's just theater that they do to get into the system it, it's just a shit test it's honestly just a shit test all you have to do is pass the shit test don't fucking blink don't crumble under pressure and then that's it you're in like <laughs> it's like the biggest joke of a uh, an investigation process i've ever seen if you're if they're trying to use it as a part of the investigation, not just an interrogation technique. Sorry, go ahead. None of this is important to me. I want to learn how gay and retarded and disabled this chick is. Well, I'm, I'm glad Josh jumped on up. jumped in on that. So okay, let's go. <laughs> in the office of the director of national intelligence, we've had several principals that were women. Some of whom have asked why there aren't any more women on the director's protective staff. I've been able to inspire not only women to pursue DPS, but also people who wouldn't normally consider themselves qualified to be a special agent. The truth is, I haven't learned how to find a balance between my work and personal life. My husband and I have tested the limits to this balancing act as full-time working parents to two young boys. DPS agents work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We travel the world and we are unquestionably willing to put our lives at risk for the safety of another person for the greater purpose of national security. I am now a supervisory special agent held by only a handful of women in the past. I've experienced highs and lows both professionally and personally, but I've learned that open and honest communication are undoubtedly the most important factors that allowed for my truly amazing experiences. Open and honest communication? That is that yeah. is totally yeah. the CIA. I if I wanted to work for an employee that or employer that is just <laughs> open and honest and is great at communicating what they do on a daily basis or in general, it's the CIA. Is this lady fucking retarded? Well, that that comes after the the national security portion. That's yeah. the number one principle. Okay. What do you what do you have to say, Aaron? <laughs> Let's talk about open and honesty real quick. Let's talk about how open and honest the CIA is. How good how good women are with being open and honest. Is that, is that what you're implying, Bob? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the CIA. <laughs> the only thing that but stuck out to me with this is that you could tell that they're pushing the everything's so much harder for me because I'm a woman. But they couldn't say that it was harder for it because they're trying to say how woke the CIA is and how what it's not like impossible for women when they're in the cia to rise through the ranks but like it there was what, this... what she what she's saying there is that she wasn't qualified but they kind of put up with it because she's a woman and they gave her a grace period and a learning curve to adapt to the the, the job they expected of her i would be she, zero... she just didn't consider herself qualified but you know fortunately she had others who believed in her and saw saw her value saw her expertise and were able to help uh, help her build the confidence to realize that she was worth it. She, she did have the skills the, necessary to be the what, director of protection service or whatever it was in, in that. She's saying how she works 24 seven too. And like, I would be zero bit afraid if that bitch was coming to like, get me. <laughs> like, if she was leading the raid into you? my house. Yeah. 
If she shot a handgun with like any kind of caliber above like nine millimeter, it'd break her wrist. Like, yeah, it, the gun would she just was? fly out of her hand. Yeah. Oh god, it's it, just so bad. So, Aaron, do you have any examples of how open and honest uh, they are with their communication? The CIA. Well, yeah. I, if we keep going through the timeline, um, <laughs> multiple times, like in literally like forty countries, the CIA has. Uh, overthrown and or assassinated world leaders. Uh, one of my favorites was Patrice Lumumba, which is actually where Patrice O'Neill got his name from. That's why I remember this guy. Okay. Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> yeah. His, his aunt, uh, his aunt got to name him apparently. And his name was either going to be Patrice or Lumumba. <laughs> and the mom picked Patrice. Lumumba O'Neill. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So this Patrice Lumumba guy, he's the first uh, prime minister of the Congo. And uh, he was very like pro, like African first. He's kind of like a, like a Malcolm X character. You said, uh, pri- you said prime minister, assuming that was their first prime minister, assuming that was like the first democratic election that the, the country yes. had. Maybe. Okay. Probably yeah. Like post post colony. Uh, were they like a, a British or colony or Dutch colony or something? Something, something maybe, but I'm just assuming Belgian. that, that, that would be a goal that that would be like a, a goal of the CIA to bring democracy to like this, this third world African country, right? Like that would be a great thing. We have a new democratically elected leader. So no, they were <laughs> Africa first, so they weren't diverse enough. Um, oh no. So what they did was, uh, well, a first they, uh, tried to poison him. Uh, this was a, uh, a documents that came out showed that the CIA uh, attempted to poison him, which was ordered by president Dwight D Eisenhower. Um, and they used the CIA chemist, Sidney Gottlieb uh, to devise a plan where they made a poison resembling toothpaste. And then Gottlieb brought the poison to the Congo and then apparently the plot was abandoned because uh, CIA station chief at the Com- Congo refused permission to poison the prime minister. I, I That seems sketchy, but still, they had that plan in place. And for some reason, Belgium, uh, Belgium, they, I think they had some uh, financial stake in that in Congo and they didn't like the fact that he existed. So they... Uh, funded a bunch of they funded and backed a bunch of rebels to take o- take him over and uh then he asked the u.s for help and they're like nah and then they asked so then he asked the soviet union for help and the u.s was like no we can't do that so they started backing this other guy Whoa, like Mubatu or Mobutu. communist sympathist communist allied that's yeah. uh, i mean that's pretty problematic it wasn't even his first choice it was his second choice out of two because he just needed help <laughs> Of the two superpowers, okay. And then, uh, so yeah, they decide they decided to back this other guy, Mobutu, who became this insane dictator in uh, Congo later. And then they captured him and shot him. Uh, they p- executed him by firing squad. And uh, yeah, that was the Christ. inclusive part. There's, you know, how many women got hired into that firing squad, and that's normally not a place that women. <laughs> <die>. <laughs> Yeah, that's a rare spot. Usually, the the first ones being pinned up up against the firing squad, not, well, not the ones taking part of it. Yeah. What they figured was if even if they made it half women, then half the people there could still shoot. 
So then it wouldn't matter. <laughs> They'd still land a, a killing. Yeah, land a couple shots on him. I didn't take that many bullets. So, yeah. Wow, like, that's gee, really half sexist. the bullets hit. I know the point of the firing squad is that none of you feel culpable, but I wonder which half is really not culpable. <laughs> <laughs> the women, the women are the ones who feel guilty, though. Still, then they spin it and they're like, "We're the only ones that shot that that hit them, so we should. We're more capable firing squad members. We need to." We need raises immediately. You hear that, CIA? Yeah. <laughs> it's on their oh, fucking dude. resume. If you all go back to the, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission episode, oh. too, uh, the, the exact same thing was happening all across South America at, at the time uh, between uh, Chile, Bolivia, and Argentina, if I remember correctly. I believe there's a bunch of evidence that CIA assassinated Che Guevara, and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, uh, constantly. It's, uh, they love assassinating people. They're very inclusive. They do it all colors that are below a certain amount of white. Uh-huh. We lower a certain latitude. <laughs> so then, uh, let's see. Right around the same time, we're st- we'll stick with the sixties. Have uh, you guys heard of the Bay of Pigs? Um, yeah, very serious thing. And almost the the world almost entered a, a giant nuclear conflict. Something, something. We almost died. It yeah, wasn't you know that what, serious. You know what started? Oh, that? It, it was like a kerfuffle. You know what I mean? It was. It was. Wow, <laughs> C- Cuba was practically a Russian <laughs> a Soviet colony at the time. Like it was a big deal. <laughs> It well, was a small kerfuffle. They basically kept getting into these uh, little fights with Cuba. Cuba pulled a bunch of American businesses out of. Uh, they had a bunch of business dealings they did with America that they pulled out of. So then the United States stopped, refused to buy sugar from Cuba, which was like ninety percent of their export was to America, sending us sugar. And then diversify. Yeah, they got mad, and they, you know, we just kept going back for forth with things like that so then john f kennedy authorized the cia to arm 1500 cubans and send them over to cuba to try to overthrow fidel castro and the plan was that the impoverished people that like didn't like cuba which was a lot of them would rise up with the 1500 and overthrow fidel castro and then they just didn't so they all got captured and that didn't work (laughs) at all then fidel castro came down hard on all, all the people involved or people that were complacent and that's why we got all the Cuban immigrants, and that's where Scarface came from. It was in 1962 with the Cuban crisis. So, so what I'm hearing is there's the inclusivity of, uh, or inclusivity of all these other, you know, natives and locals in the CIA's plans, and the openness of our armory to them. Yeah, we include them in our plans, even though they have the disability of being Cuban. That's that's the beauty of the, the CIA. Disability. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch there, Aaron. <laughs> now the, these these feel like a, these feel like a little bit of isolated incidents. Uh, the, the MK Ultra and Bay of Pigs, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure there's more uh, more going on at the CIA than just those little uh, small mistakes of history. Yeah, they've only been straight up evil for 20 years at this point of like confirmed things that they've done. And I'm sure the next person will will confirm that the CIA is. Very inclusive and just just a great place to work. Like so many in this profession, I can almost draw a straight line to the attacks on September 11th. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so can I. It's right to Met and Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, a real fucking straight line there. <laughs> Super fucking straight. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, that was uh. a great... I, I didn't what have a great caught, opener. This yeah, I, rules. 
I didn't catch that opening. Holy fuck! Is she about to? Is she about to answer the JQ? What's going on? Wow. Let's see how open and honest they really are. <laughs> She's just Ellis. a patriot, like uh, so many of our fellow Americans at the time. Yes, tell us about Agent Silverstein, please. Yeah, let's see where this straight line is drawn to. Is it drawn to uh, Netanyahu or is it drawn to a random Arab caveman uh, with a bomb strapped (laughs) to him? I wonder. I wonder where this is going. Well, just some straight lines drawn between the five directors of the CIA. Oh, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) My God, that was great. I'm going to start from the beginning because, wow. Like so many in this profession, I can almost draw a straight line to the attacks on September 11th. Almost. I'm a military brat, and my dad was posted at the Pentagon during the attack. I vividly remember my mom doing her best to distract my sisters and I as we waited to hear if my dad was still alive. The message he left on the answering machine to tell us that he was safe after borrowing a stranger's cell phone stayed on our machine for years and was often a regular reminder of how blessed we were to still have him. Others were not as fortunate to see their loved ones return home and I think my interest in foreign affairs really just evolved from there. I joined CIA almost straight out of college when it can be a challenge to speak up when you're younger and adjusting to workplace norms, especially in such a unique environment. Then adding to that are the social challenges both women and people of color face, so it really just became a balancing act from there. I struggled to feel included, but I was lucky to have a senior analyst recognize others' sometimes exclusive behavior And as an ally and genuine mentor, she encouraged me to pursue new opportunities. And every day I feel more empowered to speak up. It is not enough to just say that. Sorry, hold on. I have to pause it there. She works for literally the most powerful intelligence agency in the entire fucking planet. And she's looking for courage to speak up. And she needs a fucking ally and a mentor for that. Who the fuck? Like, this this points back to what Aaron said earlier with the first video like what the fuck these people are are weak they're damaged and they shouldn't be in the positions that they're in but it doesn't matter because we can just watch them fail and watch their lives deteriorate in front of us because they have self-destructive like habits yeah we're watching the fall of rome it's just in it's in like super speed because of instant communication and it's it and it's like you can watch the whole thing in real time because of instant communication so it's it's bizarre to watch like we're living in a really bizarre reality right now and uh if it is it's the fall of rome that's what we're witnessing oh it's it's so fucking weird oh my god Uh, okay (laughs) cia values people from diverse backgrounds and diverse abilities we have to challenge ourselves and commit to regularly questioning how do our actions actually embody those values In many ways, I think CIA is a microcosm of the world. The same societal issues that we grapple with outside of these walls don't just cease to exist once we enter the building. What is critical and what gives me optimism that we are moving in the right direction is that there are people here who recognize that and are holding CIA as an institution accountable for the diversity and inclusion that it champions. Uh, she's such a bad reader. She she sounds like a high schooler, like reading some assignment speech in front of a tenth grade class. Like, yeah, very true. Yeah, the problems outside in the outside world don't disappear when we walk in the building because in this building we create the problems in the outside world. Like right now, we're developing a plan to give crack to people in the black community so that we can have them sell it to their own people and then kill themselves. That's how 
hey, I'm going to hey. promote diversity is I'm going to stand here and do this. And I literally won't show my face for the video. Not, I want you to think it's because I'm a spy, but it's actually because I'm such a traitor to my own race because I'm working for the company that literally made sure that Planned Parenthood and uh, cr the crack epidemic were rampant through my communities until it destroyed them to a point that's basically uh, non-recoverable. Is that Aaron, what she meant? The federal government... The federal government is on the on the verge of banning menthol cigarettes. That's going to do more to save the black community than anything you just mentioned did to harm the black community. No, they just didn't get enough riots that they wanted out of the George Floyd situation. They needed more. <laughs> they were like, how can we get the blacks to really fuck some shit up? <laughs> oh, I got it. We'll ban menthols. And then the blacks will be, you know... They'll, they'll really freak out. It'll be great. Like, that's what... It seems like that's what they're trying to do. I mean, that, that seems very obvious, right? Like, fucking take away menthol cigarettes and then see what happens. See what kind of fucked up shit starts taking place. I mean, it's just going to give, like, more license to cops to, like, arrest random black people because they're smoking menthol cigarettes. Like, and that's yeah, illegal. Yeah, I can't wait you know till I mean? all the weed people are let out and now we're going to have people selling loose menthols <laughs> on it. Like, just... Doing 20 years. <laughs> Sorry, it's zero tolerance. We, <laughs> we were trying not to be racist. Three strike policy, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Each, each cigarette's like when you have like a gun, like an unlicensed handgun or something, like each bullet adds years. Each <laughs> cigarette that you're selling adds like a year to your sentence. Yeah, God, but it's so insane. You have a pack, you smoke three of them, you get 17 years for the 17 cigarettes that are left. <laughs> wow. Holy fuck. Uh, that, I believe that we have one... the... Uh, go on, Josh. Oh, sorry, I was going to say that... Uh, uh, were we going to go to the anxiety one as well, or is that a... Or yes, going to go to um, I, more history of the CIA first? Yeah, because yeah, we still, have, yeah, some, we still have some timeline to tap into here, because... They're yes, so yes, inclusive. We're still they in the '60s. They love all this different skin colors and and um, sexual orientations. Let's let's figure out how that plays into the actual practice of the CIA again, Aaron. Yeah, well, clearly they used to be evil, and at some point they're now the good guys. So, like, we have to see when they started trending upwards. Um, well, probably like Ford or Reagan put in a new director that you know, reformed the organization, uh, right? Actually, kind of. That's kind of what it was. Wait, what? <laughs> Gerald Ford, <laughs> in 1975, decided that the CIA was real bad news, and we really had to root it out from the inside and really change it. So he had uh, the only person for the job that wouldn't be involved in any shady shit, uh, Vice President Nelson Rockefeller, grandson of John D. Rockefeller, who was also long-term governor of New York for a while through the 50s and 60s. And uh, he had so, him so honorable, so honorable that he would uh, you know, give up his family's fortune and not go and give a, give up his family's industry to go work in public service. Oh, totally. He was how convenient. So he, it's he leads a commission called the Rockefeller Commission to investigate the CIA. Uh, five of the eight members that are on this commission are on the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh. If you don't know what the Council on Foreign Relations is, in 1927, it was formed, uh, and it was 
formed by, oh, J.P. Morgan's personal lawyer, John W. Davis. Uh, then Paul Warburg, the creator of the Federal Reserve, was one of the members. Mortimer Schiff was also a member. Uh, Carnegie and Rockefeller were members. Another coincidence. So is this like Council of Foreign <laughs> Banking Relations or something? Like uh, offshore banking uh, relations? <laughs> offshore banking relations? Is that how I'm supposed to take this? Everybody, it's a think tank that basically is has their hands in every single government committee that has unelected people in it. It's from for like the last hundred years. They literally rule the world. It's the people that rule the world are on the Council on Foreign Relations. That sounds rather shady and uh, suspicious of them. But, uh, okay. So they had the Council on Foreign Relations. How diverse. How diverse is the Council of Foreign Relations? (laughs) That's what we really need to know, Aaron. (laughs) They have millionaires and billionaires. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's a, a that's a thing these days. I guess there was a, a funny Batman thing where um, recently he went from being a billionaire to a millionaire, and people expected the readers to care. That's yeah, that's retarded. Wait, what? <laughs> that was <laughs> a thing. That Batman money. went from being a billionaire to being a millionaire, and uh, the the writers expected the readers to care. Did he what buy Dogecoin at the wrong time or something? <laughs> No, the Joker stole some of his money and stuff. That's, you know, you know, what, what do you expect? Oh, my God. So that's, yeah, that is the Joker stealing your money, convincing you to buy Dogecoin. <laughs> so, so, yeah, the so Ford clear. This is probably when they cleaned up the CIA and it became so woke is that uh, Ford had the Council on Foreign Relations, you know, a bunch of oil magnates and, you know, the people that created the Federal Reserve. They... They really got to the bottom of what the CIA was doing and really fixed it up. Then, in uh, so we go all the way to the 90s. Once you get past the 90s, they haven't admitted to any of their uh, evil, horrible shit yet. Uh, like, we haven't quite gotten to the 9-11 shit that they're involved in. They aren't ready to, to own up to that quite yet. But uh, 1991 was the Gulf War, and that's where we liberated Kuwait from Iraq. Uh but funny thing is, the CIA is who armed and gave the financial backing to Saddam Hussein, which is the reason we were there in the first place was to stop Saddam Hussein. Oh yeah, was the whole, that the whole like sarin gas and like just the, uh, arming all of Iraq back in the eighties, leading up to that? Yeah, he did. They did in the eighties. They just armed Iraq, uh, Saddam Hussein to invade Iran for the U.S. government, basically because that was a Soviet-backed country and. Iraq was a U.S. backed country, and uh, yeah, and then later he just decided to use all that military tech to invade Kuwait, and then we decided that wasn't cool, so we had to go reinvade the guy that we armed, and we do that. Well, I mean, then in an Iraq learned their lesson. We resolved the issue in 1991, and the Middle East has been free from uh, Soviet-based proxy war interference since, right? That's Absolutely. how I remember the Desert War. Uh, yeah, that's that's how I remember the de- Desert Storm, the yeah. Gulf War. Yeah, yeah. What happens in the totally. same year? Do you know what happens in the same year? The entire reason for the CIA being formed in the first place, which was to fight the Soviet Union, uh, like from the shadows. Uh, well, the Soviet Union falls in 1991. Uh, so 
basically they're they were there to fight communism the whole time. The largest communist threat falls. And uh, so then we closed up the CIA. Oh, wait, no, we didn't actually reduce their budget at all. And we just kept them running in perpetuity. And for what reason? I guess we have more world leaders to assassinate. I couldn't, I mean, couldn't tell you. They, they, had, they had recently started an anti-terrorist division. And, you know, if, in case you haven't read Netanyahu's excellent book on the subject, terrorism was a big deal back in the 80s and 90s. So, you know, <laughs> continuing from there into present day, uh, the CIA still had uh, plenty of you know, goodwill to achieve in the world. I mean, they were coming out with movies about planes flying into buildings back in the 80s and 90s. Like, how could you how could you Scary just shit, man? Yeah. How could you just watch those movies and then be like, yeah, we should defund the CIA. We're like, we're done with those guys. <laughs> we, we need them, Aaron. <laughs> That's well, I know. Somebody national does security. Need them. Uh, who's this last human of CIA that we have the pleasure or displeasure of hearing from? We actually have two more. So this next one I I watched, Ooh. and then the last one is a surprise to me. I haven't watched the last one here, but let's get this one going. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow damned up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life was. Guys, what were your uh, college application essays like? Do you, do you remember? Did you do like the, the common, whatever, the common app? Or did you have like individual unique essays? I didn't do a fucking college application essay. I'm, I'm from a poor family that doesn't do university. I did community college. There's no essay involved. Yeah, I, I made like a template essay and just like put in the different college or university to like, you know, I just like hit control A and. Or, so you know. so no, okay. So no, no quoting your favorite uh, civil rights heroes and whatnot. No, that's fucking retarded. Holy shit! <laughs> wow, you sound like a very uninteresting candidate. Not non brave and stunning candidate, Bob over here. Okay. The so, idea Aaron, that you that? can be tragically colored is the most racist shit I've ever heard in my life. And I love how they say yeah stuff like that. And yeah. They're like, we're the good guys for saying this, right? They're like, they they come up with insane shit like that and then go that's what you think you're the bad guy and you're like what it's, <laughs> it's such a weird thing for her to say in this too because she didn't follow up with why she put that or anything like she's just like i'm not tragically colored like i don't have sorrow behind my eyes and it's like what the fuck does that even mean like i have no idea what the fuck that means like what's going on like why are you doing this <laughs> Yeah, it's if she were mod in if she were a kid in you know, today, this modern year, uh, current year, she would have been that little girl at the inauguration giving that speech of some poem or whatever. She's also the lightest skinned black chick I've ever seen in my life. She, I thought she was Puerto Rican. Yeah, I thought she was like yeah. Latina wait, is she is she supposed to be black? Like, it, I, did she say? Are you allowed to say you're tragically colored if you're Puerto Rican? Uh, she's BIPOC. Excuse you. I don't. I don't know. They're all American citizens, and they brag about it constantly. They, I love listening to Puerto Ricans talk shit to other Latinos is the funniest thing ever because they're just like <laughs> they say some hilarious shit to like Mexicans and stuff because they're like, "Bitch, I'm American. What are you? You're Mex dirty ass Mexican." That's <laughs> so funny. It's <laughs> funny. It. It's funny how much like like they all the Latino people, they all hate the individual like countries, the nationalities of one another. Like it, it is hilarious. My friend came to visit from Los Angeles 
And he was like eyeballing or something about like a shopping cart. I was like, hey, that look good in your backyard. And he was like, yeah, it would. And his girlfriend, she goes, yeah, it's very Mexican. I would never do that. <laughs> she's Puerto. She's Puerto Rican, but she's Puerto Rican. You're saying, uh, individual <laughs> individual countries and uh, you know people have <laughs> like, their own unique cultures and relationships with other cultures and are able yeah. to have a sense of humor about it. Yeah, and possibly even you know like personal relationships between these countries. Uh, huh? Interesting. Yeah, and they all kind of hate Bob. each other too. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like all great. the Asians hate each just like everyone else in the world. Oh, you mean these are real people we're talking about? Not like voter blocks. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Jeez. Oh, okay, cool. Good good to know. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> the, the humans of uh, <laughs> Latinx America. The, the humans of the Latino, okay, humor, you know, uh, demographic, yeah. Which is <laughs> <laughs> like no one. But Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Pause that real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Before her disorder thing, though. I love how she <laughs> brags about learning multiple languages, but she didn't learn the word diet in any of them. Yeah, dude, that bitch has <laughs> several necks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Several necks going on right there. And a made up disorder, apparently, too. I'm sure <laughs> she's like one of those chicks that's like, I have an overactive thyroid. It's not the McDonald's I eat every day, it's the overactive thyroid. So that's something I've never heard before. Generalized anxiety disorder. It's like, okay, well, you can take yeah, a those like, uh, yeah, just take a general like Xanax and get over yourself. Like Jesus Christ, like you know for a fact that that she pops like a Zanny bar and then chugs a glass of wine to hop on a flight so she doesn't freak out. <laughs> yeah, but oh, general God. anxiety those, those is just people. every chick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a. Uh... Yeah, I forget what it's called. I I took uh, psychology when there was the last version of the DSM, so I don't know what modern stuff's actually called. All of it's made up. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, okay. you're, you're yeah. anxious. Fucking yeah. probably because you're doing a job that you shouldn't be doing. Like <laughs> well, being hey, in the hey, at CIA. least she's properly medicated, and her anxiety isn't causing her to come up with conspiracy theories like it is us. Yeah. You know what's funny too, because. Uh, my my sister and my family they were really into some um CIA show I forgot what it was but it, it was on like HBO or something like that and Claire Danes was like the the main character of it uh, it was called Homeland I don't know if you guys ever watched it okay but yeah, she's I've heard of it but no I I caught snippets where like my sister and my parents were watching it and she's like having like this emotional breakdown in the front of the CIA building at Langley. And she's like popping like medication, like SSRIs or like Xanax or something like that. Like, I'm just, I'll get a hold of myself. And I was like, there's no possible way that the CIA or any other intelligence agency would think this person is qualified to work for them, to have this many disorders well, and to be on this much medication. Oh, and boy, like, I was, wrong. I was, I was laughing at him at, at the time. And I was like, there's no security way. liability. Exactly. Like, that's, it, like, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. It, it and straight up is here I am being the, the ignorant, bigoted asshole <laughs> about <laughs> social disorders and anxiety disorders 
What the? Yeah, you're fuck? under we... the assumption that they're hiring for competence. They, they yes. don't do that anymore. Yeah. Oh god. No one does that anymore. If you hire for competence only, you get sued or something. Yeah. Don't this worry. Is the CIA. Like, can they? Can they get sued? Do you have exact anxiety disorder? Perfect. You'll be the first one kicking down the door and running in. <laughs> That's just about how every raid pans out, too. Sorry. <laughs> Tangent. You want to continue on this? Yeah. 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 I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting <laughs> that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. So, so okay, okay, okay. That's the fucking... So, she's saying... I'm not a valley girl. Like, oh my God. She's saying that, yes. except she says it with the most fucking robotic tone. Like she's reading the script and she's resisting <laughs> so hard from inflecting up at the end of the sentence. Yeah. And then she just forgets how to speak and inflect like a regular fucking human being. Yeah. This is, this is just, I am woman. Hear me roar. Like <laughs> I what? am this, <sighs> I am these things that I don't, I already know that I'm not, but I'm going to make these declarations because I am strong. And you know I am strong because I have to say that I am strong because people that have to declare personality traits about themselves are always that thing. Like guys that say, I'm really funny, are always hilarious and the life of the party. I am CIA, humans of CIA. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> it's so robotic. It's Hire so beautiful. Oh yeah, I, I could work for these guys. I mean, I can't kill it in the CIA. <laughs> Dude, if these are, are CIA agents that are doing psyops across the world, I think I can psyop these motherfuckers so into funnier. doing shit I, I want I them really, to do. <laughs> I really hope that everyone in like the most dangerous organization in the world is the, the fucking horribly incompetent, stupid <laughs> people, and that we're just getting <laughs> fucked over by them. And it's all that much more embarrassing and shameful and hilarious. I, I hope that's yeah. the situation. Well, I can't you, wait for us to come out with our series of humans of Boogsriel, and it's like, <laughs> I am theocratic. <laughs> I am, I am ruthlessly obstinate. I will never back down from an opinion ever. I only read the Bible. All other books will burn. <laughs> I am Amish, but I have the internet. <laughs> we still have 120 volt outlets. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh, <Jesus> yes <laughs> uh, let's go to the next here. one fuck this bit i don't want to listen to her talk for one the, more so second th this was the one that like started getting attention like uh, a week ago uh when was it uploaded march 25th oh, was, yeah. like a month and a half ago Jeez, okay. i uh, a couple weeks ago was when i saw the starting gate shared around and when people everyone started talking about it and it's that's when spot attention started coming to the humans of CIA and we get got the, the you know, ratioed likes to dislikes and you know yeah this is 1000 to 16000 <laughs> likes to dislikes I'm glad you uh, keep reminding me of that cuz this is the first time I've looked at these videos on my computer so I just I keep thumbs down or I do a thumbs down on them real quick all right here's you better watch out you're going to have uh, some skinny asian chick apparently come take take you down cuz she works 24/7 you don't even know okay just from the stills this lady is Super crippled, but or super disabled. Oh my god! What she has a blind, <laughs> yes, so we can finally get a disabled person. Yes, I love it. Okay, here we go. What led me to CIA? That's a very interesting story. 
I was a college student. I was low vision at that time. I still used handheld no magnifying glasses to work or to read. Oh I was not god. able to find fulfilling employment. Oh my god! <laughs> oh wow! My god. <laughs> <laughs> this this woman is a hero. She has <laughs> this eye dog and a love is love. It's love. It's love jacket. Oh my god! With a rainbow is, heart uh, on it. Woo. Yes. Hamilton, eat your heart out. Dude, you know what she looks like? We uh, There's this shitty town in New York, in like southern New York, right on the border of PA, called Lilydale. And it's like this town that was started by all these hippie, psychic, like scam artists. And she looks like every psychic at Lilydale. She's just this wait, like... New York has their own Sedonia, or Sedona, or whatever it's called. Wait, you have a, you have a psychic town near you, too? No, that's in uh Bob. Where's Sedona? Is that in Arizona? Yes, it is. It, Bob. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Sorry, but from what <laughs> my understanding is, that's kind of like a you know a fake supernatural hippie crystal reading town, right? Yes, yes. like a little tourist yeah. trap. That's what. Yeah, that's what Lilydale is on the East Coast, apparently. So awesome, awesome. They literally, it's just like a grove that a bunch of hippies lived in, and then they all just decided that it would be a better life for them to just charge dumb like 18 year old broads that want to go get their like palms read for a hundred bucks. And that's what the town is. This lady looks like every single person there. It's like, she has frizzy hair, like the frizzy, crazy lady, psychic hair, a seeing eye dog. She's wearing a bright purple, tacky, cheap, like skirt. that goes all you the already way mentioned down. The blind thing. Like, of course she can't dress herself, whatever, because you or can't fashion. That's true. She could have somebody in the CIA do it. She actually looks like President Biden's national like health director, that like fucking trans woman. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so that that's that's a uh, like one of the secretary positions for the uh, national health director. It's like not the main person, but like oh, a second. Okay. It's yeah. it's still, you know, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys are ready. It's yeah, still okay, just okay. a fat man in a yeah, wig that's the, pretending to be like the uh, prime minister of health. God, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. What living? Let's go to find fulfilling employment. Trying to find a job that you know would really take me on my journey in a career was virtually impossible. I was really frustrated and pretty humiliated. Someone with a disability finding rejection is fairly common, I think, especially with opportunities at times. So when my friend had told me to apply, I told him, I said, I don't think so. I don't need that level of rejection. You really think the CIA will hire me? He kept encouraging me. I thought, well, you've got nothing to lose. I heard from them within three months and I was hired to be a receptionist. It was my first position here. And I was so flattered and so stunned. I remember distinctly walking through these large hallways at headquarters and thinking, I can't believe they let me be here. You know, I can't believe that they're gonna let me show that I can do a job, that I am a professional, that, you know, they're giving me a chance. So in that regard, I too want people with disabilities to know that the agency does hire. We all have different skills, abilities, and we can offer a great asset to the agency. I think doing that will make the agency an employer of choice. That is the director's goal. We at the agency have incorporated an, a large investment in physical infrastructure, digital remediation, and creating a more inclusive environment. Uh, 
So we got our disability box checked. That was oh, the least the CIA. That was the least cringy one, weirdly. Like, yeah, and they only let her yeah. be a secretary. It's like, okay, yeah, you can answer some phone. Yeah, she's not like she. She actually seems like a, you know, okay person compared to the the other people trying to talk about themselves. Yeah, but but they which, kept doing slow motion video of her just doing like Stevie Wonder smiles, looking up into the fucking sun with her <laughs> stupid dog, and like touching that, that, that made me laugh. Yeah, touching the funny, wall actually. as she as she tried to traverse the hallway and shit. Like. <laughs> it's the least ratioed video by far. It's only like not even three to one. Yeah, that I I was kind of shocked about that one. That was kind of boring, but my god, it's kind of interesting. Got to get the box checked. After her one and like the librarian one and then like the the security for the director one, I was like, these are obviously just like low level positions where they're not doing the work that the CIA is actually doing across the globe. Like they're not putting in top agents being like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I came from nothing. I'm a I'm a poor black guy from like Compton and I am now I'm an agent taking down governments across the the globe. <laughs> it's like I want just do- like a standard white guy one. I want Plenty one where of poor it's... black guys in Compton who have an attention to detail, okay? Oh, yeah. About to be Jesus billionaire uh, <laughs> architecture mo- moguls. The, uh, I do, I want like a regular white guy one there. It's like, hey, uh, my name's Connor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad was in the CIA and, and I was always like, I was like captain yeah, of the lacrosse up? team, but you know, that doesn't even like pay that well. So he was like, I was like, dude, I can, I'll fucking shoot people for you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll fucking throw it out. Make him literally Archer. Like, just make the guy literally yeah. Archer. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I love that. My dad was CIA, so I was pretty much a shoe-in. It was pretty rad, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I killed the guy. I don't think I was supposed to, but they, like, they were fine with it. Yeah, they didn't like, give a I shit, I know man. I got my job because of nepotism, but, you know, everyone here, you know, they treat me like a, just another one of the guys. Connor doesn't employee. know the word nepotism, Josh. Come, stop it. <laughs> okay, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that I can't believe this PR campaign that the CIA is going on though. This, this is crazy, and it's not working, or it is. I, I feel like they like negative and positive reactions at this point. And any, any well, just, as long as it's a reaction. Well, no, 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 no. Of course, it's working. It's distracting from like the the like you said, the people who actually uh, do all this shit there secretly and like uh, in undercover. I don't know all all that. It, it's doing its job. It's Perfectly serviceable uh, marketing campaign. I, I can't believe like it's just so weird because like everybody knows that the CIA is pure evil. They need to. Yeah, what, do, to what do, does the average person think the CIA does on like a daily basis? I think they think that they're like NCIS at all times. Like you're, they're watching one of those crime shows. That's something you'll never know because polls are always manipulated. And if someone does a poll about like the populations. Um, agreeableness with the cia or not like that that will never be an accurate poll that will never be an accurate representation of what's going on right but i also think so that's actually a good question because there was this interview by um the new york times of one of the cia directors um i kind of forget the department name but i can give you the intro here where she talks about it yeah they'll, they'll give a good intro yeah I'm Kara Swisher, and you're listening to Sway. You know how basically in every spy movie, there's a scene where the hero retreats to an underground lair and the nerdy scientist shows off their latest gadget, like a flute that turns into a rifle or exploding gum. Now watch very carefully. An ordinary tin of talcum powder. 
inside a tear gas cartridge. My guest today is that scientist. Dawn Myricks is the CIA's top technologist. If you watch the Bond movies, she's basically the head of Q branch. Myricks oversees the CIA's secretive Directorate of Science and Technology, also known as DS&T. Her department makes the disguises and tools every intel officer needs to spy for America's interests. But wigs and fake mustaches can only get you so far these days. Artificial intelligence and facial recognition make it almost impossible for a case officer to move around unnoticed. And practically everyone leaves a digital footprint now. So how is Myrix making sure our spy gear outpaces China's? How is the CIA working with private companies to protect U.S. interests? Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Wait. So, China's our enemy? Uh, this is the, the, that's the basic intro, the lady that she's interviewing, right? And the entire interview, she is fawning, absolutely fawning over this lady. Oh, God, it's so embarrassing. This lady and also her job and the CIA itself. She is just like, oh, my God, I wish I could be a CIA agent. I like, it's just, it's, it's so, let me, okay, let me find this clip. Dude, like, imagine if you hired me. Oh, yeah. Like, well, uh, what if I'm secretly a CIA agent uh, working for the New York Times? Well, wouldn't that be something? Dude, I wish I worked for the CIA. That's, it's so uh, embarrassing. Uh, I have two two clips of it's it. It's so unprofessional and like, it's, oh, my God. Yeah. Aaron, you can, you Aaron can go how, how do you feel about this clip here? You have a new CIA director, uh, Bill Burns, took over from Gina Haspel, who I think was doing God's work at some point. Um, in terms of, <laughs> of uh, talking about Love technical it. forms of collection are vital and good human sources. And it was exciting to see a woman run the CIA, also you, running it. Well, thanks. There's actually five of us that are deputy directors. So it could have been me. Could have been. Uh, yeah, I would have been the sneaky one who was doing the bad things. <laughs> oh, my. She she has romanticized. Uh. She has romanticized this job at the CIA. What they do there. What the general. The like, sneaky one doing the bad yeah. things. She, uh, yeah, she, sorry, guys. Uh, the CIA isn't a bunch of sneaking around and spy shit. You you just sit there and you play uh, ray guns and spaceships with a gay dude with uh, a Kingdom Hearts keychain and a blind chick with her dog. Like, that's all you do. That That's Jesus what happens. Christ. And then once in a while, they have to make a diversity hire and you get a de- deputy director's paycheck as they try to figure out who's the newest uh, trans spy that they're going to hire that uh, is gets 17 weeks of anxiety paid leave a year and and never accomplishes anything 17 weeks <laughs> okay what what's so disgusting about this is that there's so much propaganda about the CIA like there how many shows are there about a secret agent uh doing some random shit like all across all of them. like all I of mentioned the shows. yeah I mentioned one homeland there's like burn notice there's like all these fucking shows and movies like Jason Bourne, like all these special agents doing um, America's dirty work across like uh, across the globe and shit like that. And everyone is so has views the CIA as so romanticized that they don't understand what they're talking about. They This lady, she's like, oh, my God, I should have I should have been in the CIA. I should have done this as a career path in the first place. And it's like, no. That is pure evil. They're hiring everyone, so... (laughs) It is pure fucking evil. What are you talking about? So, so that's a a question I wanted to bring up. Uh, Bob, despite all the evil the CIA's done, where do you think we would be... Where do you think the Cold War would have gone 
if the CIA didn't, didn't exist at all, or if, you know, if we had like some more generic or uh, less um, robust intelligence agency. Uh, there would what have the been a different t- scam for global banking monopolies to take control of the world instead of like something like the Cold War. No, I think something like the Cold War made the whole idea of the Cold War, whether it was Russia or whether Russia won the war or not, it was the inevitable result that the CIA would would come come to being, and and also the KGB. That that's just my opinion. That is the evolution of modern warfare at this point. Uh, China is winning at this um, game much harder than anyone else. Uh, Russia has been knocked down. Anything. Russia has been knocked down, especially since the, um, the the end of the Cold War and everything like that. But, I mean, we've been top dog for a very long time. And I think China is giving us a run for the money when it comes to, like, agencies like the CIA and, like, the type of manipulation that they have across the globe. Um, I it's, I don't know. Well, say, say even without uh, Cold War, like, where, where do you think South America and Africa would be without the CIA? Um, they probably wouldn't be in a constant state of war and societal collapse. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like South America no, they would be. No, there we go. I mean, that's, that's the It'd be a answer. different method. It'd be a different method if. Yeah. Like there's people that have interest in different things there and then stop it from getting wrested out of their control. That's all it really ends up being. Because um, the. The intelligence wars that the Cold War started are basically like modern warfare. Instead of fighting like with guns and, and seizing territory and doing like siege warfare and and trench warfare and shit like that, we've just we've decided as uh like first world nations just to do information warfare. And I think that is what happened. We're all fighting over the same. And we give the resources. guns to the other countries so they can do yeah. their uh, petty old fashioned warfare. But I mean, you can get away with like mass murders and deaths and like mass brutality in like third world countries still. But it's just like that's kind of like the last resort to these people because it's like that shit still happens in South America. That shit still happens in like Africa. And you can get away with like fucking horrendous shit over there. Like Africa still has a slave trade. Um, no one seems to care about that. I'm pretty sure the CIA set it up. Like I would have to dig into it, but I'm pretty sure the CIA has a hand <laughs> in some in something like that. But it's like like let's just be very clear with what these people do. Like they are destroying all the other countries in the world for a uh like a super race against all the other superpowers of with with the resources of like these third world countries. So Places like Venezuela, places like the Congo, and like all, all these like really shit countries, like they'll never have a fighting chance because the CIA will be there to to make their government act in turmoil, have like resident like riots and shit like that, keep the pe- people busy and the government's busy with all that while government corporations are siphoning that out and the CIA is getting a black budget I mean, to go that- continue the the warfare. That's a rather uh, harsh way of putting give a slap on the wrist when they consider communism. (laughs) No, I mean, so I don't think the CIA was essential in taking down um, the KGB or um, the USSR. I I think that was mostly like 
and we still do this today. We put sanctions on countries. We, if they're not in like the, the world bank or whatever organization that is like, we fucking destroy (laughs) them economically. There's no hope for them. And that's what we did back then. I don't think the CIA played a major part. I, I think they would like to say that they did, but the sheer fact that we can just levy like severe restrictions economically on the, on these or sanctions on these countries, like is is way more destructive than, you know, whatever the CIA is doing. But that's also at the behest of the CIA is to put those restrictions or those sanctions on those countries. So I, I agree, uh, despite not entering any new wars and actually working to back out of Syria and Afghanistan, President Trump and his uh, sanctions on countries like Iran has caused more damage, uh, more, more harm than any other president and their wartime involvements. Oh yeah. I mean, all you have to do is look at like, uh, today is, uh, uh, the 10th of May and basically wood has skyrocketed in price. Oil skyrocketed in price. Like you can't find computer chips or you can't find graphics cards or new cars or nothing like the entire supply chain after COVID has been completely demolished. Like whether that is strictly from COVID or, other things being restricted by other countries and stuff like I mean, that. Like the, the supply chain. Is, uh, uh, go ahead. The Wall Street Journal is attributing or um, saying that the, the uh, lack or the shortage of computer chips, um, the, the ones necessary for manufacturing cars is, has lost to like 10,000 jobs or tens of thousands of jobs lost. Um, yeah. But if like, it saves one yeah. life guys, it's all worth it. But you can see how, like, an, an economic sanction <laughs> yeah, they, like that to a oh, country yeah. is, you, you can tie that into, like, what we've experienced in America. We've never had sanctions on us by any other country or any other nation that mattered, right? It has never disrupted the supply chain for our economy. And now that COVID has done that, we have seen what sanctions can do to, like, the, a third world country that has no resources to back up on. I filled up my gas tank today. It was $4.40 for a fucking gallon of gas. Jesus. Yeah. It fucking like, yeah. Im- imagine it like 10 times higher than that. And that's just because of another country deciding that, that, that was going to yeah, take and place. This, this is America. It's not like we've, uh, as a whole, it's not like America has had um, severe supply line issues to where people can't get food or can't get gas at all it's just it's more of just price going up for you know steel gas food lumber whatever um and you know loss of jobs but that currently being subsidized for the most part by government unemployment benefits so like it's this is the very very you know the ground floor of uh economic consequences and i I think you're making a great point that yeah actual sanctions and uh, you know actual economic control from other countries is a big fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine I think what Bob's saying is that the CIA was very necessary and that they were definitely the good guys. As yes. Today. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's go, let's get back to the, the clips. And the, well, the we're done. We're uh, done with that. that. But like, obviously the CIA are the good guys as we demonstrated, they told us in their videos and we read about their history and they did nothing but good for the world. And we should probably go to voicemail and then wrap it up. Almost as almost as many uh, women in VP or director or manager uh, level positions as Google. That's it, so amazing, so brave, so brave. Okay, so you want to go to voicemails? All right, we have one voicemail. Let's go. Okay, hear me out. 
Bruce Lee was assassinated by the Chinese mafia because they owned the second largest film company in China in the 1970s. And Bruce, who's one of the biggest movie stars in the world at the time, would not make movies for them. The operation was partially bankrolled or at least endorsed by the heads of several major ancient kung fu schools who were appalled that Bruce Lee was teaching kung fu to Westerners and that he was mixing different kung fu styles together in Jeet Kune Do, which was considered a sacrilege at the time. It is even possible that the Chinese government itself was involved, as the woman who killed Bruce Lee had direct familial ties to the Chinese Communist Party leadership. Wake the fuck up. Dude, I'm, I'm fucking woke on this topic. Holy fuck, that makes so Wait, much that sense. Sounds that sounds like a uh, good... That makes so much hot tub discussion here and hear this out from Eric and it's it's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. The the official um, story it also make a really good Bruce Lee movie plot. Uh right? shame he's dead. <laughs> well, let's look at it this way. The official Bruce Lee storyline is he had a headache and he took some Advil or ibuprofen and then died. Well, he was probably on PEDs. <laughs> like it was it was really the 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 you know, the baseline dosage of testosterone that's, you know, unhealthy in his body and uh, probably killed him from that. You know, you know how that goes, right? No, I don't. <laughs> his spine cracked like 17 times every time he like arched his back a little bit. That I don't know. That sounds, you know what it sounds like? They what? say Advil, but it sounds like he was doing like opiates or something. Like it sounds like he was doing painkillers and died like every other celebrity. Yeah. If he was doing all of his own stunts, he could have gotten into a, a like WWE uh, lifestyle type regimen where he was just kind of horribly injured all the time and got addicted to uh, you know, oxycodone or opiates or something and um, yeah, just went down that path. I'm willing to explore this. I, I just don't, I, I've never heard that it was a, a conglomerate of ancient Kung Fu uh, leaders. <laughs> what? That, that I have to see what the I like that. I like that. It idea. sounds almost like, like a JFK thing. like anti bank thing, where this this guy's a, a sacrilege against the um, the the kung fu history or the the, kung, the, uh, the sacredness of kung fu tradition in China. And, it's an anime uh, plot. Yeah. It's not real life. That's cr- that sounds like an anime plot. I mean, anime's th- from East Asia. It, like it's based in something. Yeah, that's a weak argument you got there, Aaron. Like that is that is very Asian. Oh my god, I, I, <laughs> that is a very plausible Asian storyline. <laughs> I'll, I'll get the fiance to give up, you know, give up some of the kung fu secrets and uh, tell me if this is real. If this is one of the conspiracies that Aaron won't buy, I will find it absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> of all the An things. ancient crime family of kung fu masters? What no, are you talking that's, about? No, I think you're just combining shit that he said. Like it was like the crime families, the government, and like the ancient temples of ancient kung fu that That's were what all... he said. Yeah. He said an a- yeah, but ancient it wasn't... kung fu organizations. Yeah. Like the ancient yeah, kung like fu the... houses. Those are very very well yeah. known. Yeah. Yeah, like what? The footmen from from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? What are you talking about? Oh, come on. Like uh, you steal you steal a technique and you combine it with another uh, another house and it's it's intermarrying between these two kung fu, these the uh, group of hunk kung fu houses. Uh, they do it all the time. You know, no one else gets murdered for it. I don't know. China likes their uh, racial mono. I can't. Yeah, I'm down they, to look at. I'm down to look into who like 
assassinated him. I'm totally down, but I do not buy it at face value yet. That sounds retarded. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess this is a teaser for a next week or a future episode. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's time to deep dive into this, get into the gravy. Eric, you 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 were being heard out. <laughs> all right. Well, and, thank you guys for listening. I hope you learned a lot about the all the good the CIA has done. Thank you for being human National with us heroes. tonight. <laughs> beep boop this has been episode 48 of okay hear me out oh, what the fuck what the fuck was now. that you got <laughs> mail <laughs> I, 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 whatever you get it man <laughs>